welcome back to another episode of Built with Beck, your health and fitness podcast. All right, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am recording this episode a little last minute. I usually am a bit more on top of my game when it comes to kind of batching podcast episodes, recording them early, getting on top of it. But lo and behold, it's a Sunday afternoon kind of early evening vibes, and I'm just now sitting down to record this episode, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be a good one or that I haven't put a lot of time and thought into prepping for this episode. I'm actually pretty excited for this one, and I know I actually say that every week, but guess what? It's because it's my podcast, and I'm doing this because I'm excited about it. So this episode will be good. It's going to be kind of a change of pace from the last few ones that we've had. So in recent episodes, it's been a little bit more on the science-y side of things. It's been very fitness specific. This episode is going to be a little, obviously it's still going to be, you know, based in fitness, but it's going to be a little bit more open, a little bit more vague, a little bit more whatever you want to make of it. And this is, I'm not going to lie, kind of a little rant, if we're being honest. This is going to be similar to the Tough Love episode, which is a few weeks back. You can definitely check that out if you ever need a little kick in the tush to take your fitness seriously. But this episode is going to be on all things trade-offs. I'm even going to go so far as to make the claim that I'm about to, through this episode, Make your decision-making and your sense of accountability, your ability to self-audit much clearer, and dare I say, easier. I actually do believe that once you have acquired the skill of recognizing trade-offs and moving forward in an objective manner, once you've acquired that skill, basically, I think your thought process around making decisions and more specifically around following through with commitments, it's going to be a much quicker process and much more objective process. And if we're being honest, this is usually what we need more of, right? At least this is something I have seen a ton as a one-on-one nutrition and fitness coach. More often than not, in order to see success, people need to cut out all of the, the feelings or the reliance on motivation side of things and instead just follow through with commitments that we make to ourselves. I think that too often we, I don't know, it's like we slack on commitments we make to ourselves. It's like we are the one person that we're okay with disappointing. And I think, again, that this skill set of being able to look at things as trade-offs is a huge game changer for that. So if you've already listened to this intro and you're like, what the heck is this girl talking about with trade-offs? Like, I already don't understand where she's going with this. I promise. I'm going to explain a little bit more. So here's the deal. Everything. Everything, every decision that you make is about trade-offs at the end of the day, right? You can boil any decision down and it's at the end of the day going to be about trade-offs. And when I say trade-offs, here's what I mean. In choosing one thing, you are denying another, okay? Every decision that you make is about choosing one thing over another, right? By saying yes to something, you are also saying no to another. Now, We're obviously going to break this down a little bit more, but here's one way that understanding trade-offs and getting really good at boiling things down to really just evaluating what is the trade-off here. One reason that this is going to simplify your decision-making process through life is because it's going to unglamorize, which I don't even know if that's a word, but it's going to unglamorize decisions. You're going to take off those rose-colored glasses. You're going to look at things for what they are, a trade-off for another 
option. All right, so taking out the glamour, taking out the hype or the excitement, and really looking at if I choose this, I am saying no to that. If I choose that, I am saying no to this. All right, so here's an example, just a quick little example before we get deeper into this. So let's just use this example and say I'm a student. I'm committed to school. I'm committed to studying and doing well on a certain exam. I'm sure that if you know any of us have been in school before, this example will resonate with you. So I'm ready for this exam, I'm studying, but all of a sudden I have this really exciting offer to go to the mall with friends, go grab dinner, go grab drinks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Basically I have a really enticing, exciting offer that contradicts what I am currently doing or currently planned to be doing, right? Studying. What could be bad about that, right? One option, studying, doesn't really elicit any significantly positive emotions within me. It doesn't excite me. And maybe even by comparison of like this really exciting option of hanging out with friends, maybe it even makes your goal of doing well on the exam or your goal of just being consistent with studying, maybe it makes your goal seem a little smaller, a little less important, right? The other option, playing with your friends and having fun, it does do all of those things. It makes you feel excited. It puts you in a good mood to think about all of the good things, right? This type of decision, and I know this is like, I don't know, just kind of a general example, but this kind of decision can easily be and oftentimes is made in the blink of an eye. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go study, right? Like these like last minute plans where you're not really thinking it through. You're just kind of making a decision. We actually have these kinds of decisions proposed to us or like we make these decisions all the time, way more frequently than you might think, right? It could be a question of like loading the laundry right now or putting it off for later. It could be a question of, you know, cooking a healthy meal right now or deciding not to cook and then later on just driving through a fast food place, right? Like we always are faced with these seemingly last minute decisions, okay? And oftentimes we make these decisions in the blink of an eye, right? We don't think, we just do. But school's kind of boring and school can be a boring example because a lot of us aren't in school anymore. So since this is a health and fitness podcast and since that's my job, let's use fitness as a better example. Let's say I'm in a fat loss phase, I'm dieting, and I'm really committed to fat loss. I want to lose weight, all right? Now we know that part of a successful fat loss phase is consistently hitting your protocols. And many times an important protocol to be mindful of is cardio, okay? So in this example, let's just say I have the choice to do my cardio session, which I'm dreading, or I can leave the gym early, right? I can either leave after doing my workout or I can get my tush on the treadmill and I can park it there for 20 or 30 minutes. That doesn't sound very fun, right? Now, I know because I'm pretty familiar with, um, I guess, the listeners of this podcast. I'm pretty familiar. Like, if you're listening to a health and fitness podcast, I know you're at least somewhat interested in health and fitness. So I know that this example probably does resonate with many of y'all where I know I've been in that position. I just make the quick decision to leave the gym, right? I make the quick decision to end my workout earlier, to skip my cardio, this, that, and the other. Now, what we're going to go through in this podcast episode is the process by which we can take away the excitement, again, take off those rose-colored glasses, and really boil things down and look at our decisions objectively. We can look at them as a trade-off. 
So for the purpose of this podcast episode, I've kind of put together what I consider to be the three types or the three categories of trade-offs because I think when we get really specific, we can bring a little bit more clarity to situations, okay? And so we're going to get into the three types of trade-offs. But first, as always, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know I've got to give a disclaimer, all right? So the disclaimer for this week is that you are a grown adult capable of making your own decisions. You don't always have to do the more responsible thing. You don't always have to be, you know, making decisions that are more objectively beneficial. Sometimes you might just choose to stay in bed. You might just choose to have the cookie. You might just choose to skip the study session. I am not through this episode telling you what you should or should not do. I am not outlining good or bad decisions. I am simply equipping you with tools to make decisions that align with your goals more consistently. Because as a health and fitness coach, it is, and just as a human being myself, it's way too common that people find themselves in a spiral or in a cycle of making decisions that don't truly line up with their goals. Obviously, there's some discrepancy there, right? There's some miscommunication. If we have goals that are important to us, why don't our actions line up? And I personally believe that getting really good at identifying trade-offs is a really important step and can sometimes be a really pivotal step for deciding to make choices that line up better with your goals, okay? So like I mentioned, you don't have to just always do the thing that is objectively better. There have been plenty of times in my life when I have chosen to do something that might not be in favor of my goals, but because I think my decisions through, because I work to identify trade-offs, I can at least be okay with making those decisions because I know I made that decision intentionally, all right? So I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying that your decisions are up to you. But oftentimes we do get caught up living for like the in the moment us instead of living for future us, the us in 10 years, the us in five years, the us in six months, or even the us tomorrow. So by analyzing trade-offs, I'm hoping I'll be able to bring some clarity to our decision-making so that we can be able to continue to show up as the person that we wanna be, right? So let's get into the steps for breaking down a decision. When you are faced with a decision, this is the three-step process that we're going to go through. Uh, I'm going to go through this pretty briefly because the main purpose of this episode is to really break down the three categories of trade-offs, which we'll get to after. But trade-offs are important to understand in the context of decision-making. So let's first start with the three steps for breaking down a decision or the three steps in a decision-making process as far as trade-offs are concerned. Step number one is to identify the type of trade-off that's in question. So this is where, in just a couple minutes, we're going to get into the three types of trade-offs. So step number one is to identify what kind of trade-off are we dealing with here. Step number two is going to be to get clear on the specific trade-off at hand, really breaking down at what are you choosing between, what is really the trade-off in question. And then the third step here is to unapologetically choose whatever it is that you're wanting to do, right? Unapologetically make your decision. This is a really important important part of the process. Lovingly, with all of the love in my heart, and if you don't know me as a person, please know I'm giving you a hug while I'm saying this, and I'm this is like tough love, emphasis on the love, all right? But let's, let's snap on out of that victim mindset, please, that we can't reach our goals because it's too hard or because... Everything else, like circumstantial, gets in the way, and it's just me. Woe is me. Here's my tiny violin. 
I can't lose the weight. I can't make myself get to the gym. It's too hard. Wah, wah, wah. Let's, let's get out of that victim mindset, all right? Honestly, I'm willing to bet that if you aren't reaching a certain goal, if a goal is frustrating you, if a goal has been seeming unattainable, and you look back objectively over the last three to five days even, I'm willing to bet that you will see a series of choices or trade-offs made that just don't line up with your goal, right? Which again, it's fine to make choices that don't line up with your goal, but then I think we give up our right to complain about not reaching the goal. So you kind of see where I'm going with this, but essentially I want to empower you to be good at making decisions so that regardless of the decision you make, you feel confident in that choice. You can own up to it, right? I can say, hey, I'm not reaching my fat loss goals, but it's also because I've been choosing to go out to eat on the weekends with friends and be a lot more flexible. There's nothing wrong with not hitting my fat loss goals. That's fine if I'm okay with accepting that I'm not reaching the goals, right? But that empowering understanding of it's up to me. So now that we've got that little three-step process, it's important now to break down what are the three types of trade-offs. So I've put these kind of into little buckets, all right, little categories, if you will. So category number one are going to be this or that type of trade-offs, where you are literally just choosing one thing over another. So back to that initial example in the intro, you are choosing to study or you are choosing to go out with friends, all right, you are choosing to study or to have fun. So in that moment, when you make your decision, you are choosing which option is more important to you. You can even boil it down further though, and you can see that you're choosing between instant gratification, right? Thinking with instant gratification in mind, or you are thinking with forward thinking skills, right? So studying, you're thinking of delayed gratification versus instant gratification. Another example of this or that trade-offs would be working out or not working out going to your training session or not going to your training session. Another might be going to a social commitment, right? Like going to a dinner that you plan to go to or not going or bailing, right? Ditching. So these are examples of a this or that trade-off. Doing something or not doing it. Choosing one thing or not choosing it. Now, here's the step where, like step two in that decision-making process, where we get clear on the specific trade-off. So let's say in this example, let's say that the question is, do I choose to work out or do I not work out? If I'm choosing to work out, and this is kind of the process I want us to be able to walk ourselves through and think ourselves through. If I'm laying on the couch and I know I need to go get my workout in and I'm like, shoot, (laughs) should I go get my workout in or should I stay on the couch? We know step one, right, is to identify the type of trade-off so I can identify, okay, this is like, you know, that this or that kind of trade-off where I'm choosing between doing something or not doing it. But step number two is to get specific on the trade-off at hand, okay? So the trade-off here, if I'm choosing to work out, if I choose to go to the gym, I choose that option, the trade-off is fun or relaxation, right? Like I'm giving that up by going to work out, okay? So... There's trade-off number one, fun and relaxation. But if I choose to stay on the couch, my trade-off is progress. My trade-off is discipline, following through. My trade-off is progress, okay? So how much clearer can you get than that? Now make your choice. What's more important to you, fun or relaxation or progress? If you choose fun and relaxation, cool. You can totally do that. You're a grown adult. You can choose fun and relaxation. 
but then don't complain when you don't see the progress. You intentionally did not choose progress, right? Category two of types of trade-offs are the now or later trade-offs. Pretty self-explanatory. Choosing to do something now or choosing to push it off until later. Choosing to do cardio now or do cardio later. Choosing to do your laundry now or to do your laundry later. This is a really prevalent principle when it comes to prep, all right? The idea of prepping for anything, the idea of meal prep, the idea of setting out your clothes the night before. The whole idea of prepping, like preparing, is choosing to do something now, early, or choosing to do something later in the moment, right? So this is huge when it comes to meal prep. When you realize that the idea of meal prep is not necessarily doing more work, right? It's just the idea of doing your work earlier or doing your work with intentional timing. I feel like that's such a huge like light bulb moment for people. I know that's a conversation I've had with lots of clients when it comes to meal prep where for some reason there's just like this misunderstanding that meal prep has to be a ton more work than it is or a ton more work than you would otherwise do where in reality it's just kind of rearranging the timing in which you do the work right instead of for example spending 20 minutes a day doing work cooking food for the moment of you're just kind of condensing that work into the start of the week, right? So it's not so much adding extra time on a Sunday. It's really just rearranging the time that you have during the week. So this idea of the trade-offs between doing something now or doing something later doesn't have to be revolutionary, but I feel like it kind of is in understanding that like, there are certain things in life that you will do. You will prepare lunch tomorrow. So the question is, do you want to start from scratch tomorrow or do you want to have a meal roughly already done, right? The same goes for laundry. You're going to do laundry eventually. So would you rather just get it done now or do you want to wait until another moment? I think this can also help bring clarity sometimes when it comes to just checking off those like chores or those tasks that we hate to do, right? For me, this is like doing anything related to my car or any errand that requires me to like go to the DMV, like just those kinds of things, like go to the post office, like mail something, return something, just getting clear that like, hey, this is going to have to be done at some point. Let me just get it done. But this is also obviously really helpful to understand for fitness too, understanding that, hey, these things are likely going to have to be done if you want to reach your goal. So do you want to keep dreading the task or do you want to just rip the bandaid off and get it over with? Okay. So let's go back to that example of doing cardio now or like leaving the gym early. If you have goals, let's say of being in a fat loss phase, the cardio is going to have to get done if you want the progress, right? Now, okay, yeah, a little caveat here. You don't have to do formal cardio for a fat loss phase, but if you're working with a coach, if you want to keep your food somewhat like on the higher end during a deficit, you likely will have some cardio sessions to do. Also, cardio is really great for you anyways. Um, so if we understand the cardio is going to have to get done, the trade-off is really just choosing to do it now or choosing to do it later. So if we've identified, okay, the question of doing my cardio right now, it's, you know, that category two of the trade-offs. It's the now or later kind of trade-off. Step two we know is to get clear on that specific trade-off, right? Like what are we making the trade-off between? So if I choose to do cardio right now, the trade-off is going to be freedom right now, 
right? Like I am giving up having a free half hour right now if I choose to do my cardio. On the other hand, if I choose to leave the gym now and do cardio later, the trade-off is going to be having freedom later, right? Like it's pretty straightforward. But when we look at things as objectively as we can, when we break things down to the trade-offs, I think it just makes decision-making a lot easier. It takes away the glamour of the idea of going home right now, the idea of skipping cardio right now. As good as that might sound, you're just postponing the chore. You're postponing the task. And so sometimes that can help us bring a little bit more clarity to that decision. But I also think that when it comes to these now or later trade-offs, we also have to keep in mind that accomplishing a task later isn't always guaranteed. For example, if you're the type of person who is in a dieting phase and you take your goals really seriously and you don't let protocols slip, you accomplish every single task, number one, I want to work with you. (laughs) That's a goal client right there. But uh, number two, you understand that like things come up during the week, right? Like life happens sometimes. So if I'm continually putting, let's say I have three cardio sessions a week to do. And let's say that I am like notorious for putting my cardio off until Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I just don't want to do it during the week. I put it off till the last minute. What if something comes up over the weekend and you're not able to go do your cardio? Bam, you already like lost progress. You already kind of dropped the ball because you decided to put cardio off, right? Like because you chose that trade-off of doing it later. So that's also something to consider. If you always choose putting things off, you are also running the risk of it just not getting done, okay? So here we go. If that's the decision that you're making, doing cardio now or doing cardio later, you identify that as a like now or later kind of trade-off. You recognize what the specific trade-off is. You get to choose then what is more important to you in this moment, having freedom and a sense of accomplishment right now or later, okay? So making that decision. Category three of trade-offs, the final group of trade-offs is what I like to call the effort versus payoff trade-off, all right? This is really like, we can call it the bang for your buck trade-off of deciding not necessarily if you're going to do something or when you're going to do it, but deciding how well you're going to do something or deciding how much effort you're going to put forward for something. So maybe you know that you're going to do a task. You know you're going to do it right now. It's not, you know, the this or that trade-off. It's not an hour later trade-off. You know it's going to get done. You know you're going to work or you know you're going to write the paper. You know you're going to do the cardio or you know you're going to go to the gym and do the workout. But it's more so a question of am I going to go all in or am I going to just kind of check the box and get it done? Now, I actually thought about doing the entire podcast episode just on this one idea and I'm sure it will come. I'm sure I will end up doing a full podcast on this idea, but Coach Claire and I, who's the other coach here at Built With Back Fitness Coaching, Claire and I were actually just talking about this maybe two weeks ago. Every week we have a Zoom call just between the two of us and we spend time talking about clients, clients who are doing a really awesome job, clients who are struggling, any client questions that we have. We collaborate a lot. We talk about lots of ideas for the business, lots of promotions and and things like that. Um, But we were talking about a common theme that we see with people and especially like a common theme that we see with our really high achieving clients, this idea or this balance between minimum effective dose versus minimal effort. Now I'm going to break this down a little bit. 
Minimum effective dose is most often used in pharmacology, all right? So it's the idea, think of like a medication, okay? Minimum effective dose is like the lowest dose of a medication or of like a pharmaceutical product that will still provide a significant response, okay? It's going to still provide the desired output, but it's the minimum input. All right, so in training or in nutrition and personal training, minimum effective dose is the same idea. It's that smallest amount of like input, the smallest amount of effort or the smallest amount of any kind of input, I guess, required to achieve the desired output. All right, so we see this a lot with, let's say, fat loss phases specifically. I mentioned just a minute or two ago that you don't have to do cardio to see fat loss, right? And a really strong principle in directing fat loss phases for clients is that you don't want to burn people out. You don't have to drop food super low and rev up cardio in order to see progress. In fact, coaches who understand that fat loss takes a good bit of time and consistency and we want to protect the client's relationship with food and all of the things most of those solid coaches are going to take a very conservative approach with fat loss. They're going to pull food down just enough that you're in a calorie deficit, but not so far that you're miserable, right? We want that minimum effective dose. What's the smallest degree by which we can bring your food down and still see progress in a fat loss phase, right? What's the lowest amount of cardio that we can implement while still seeing progress in a fat loss phase? So the idea of minimum effective dose is a really important strategy to understand and to, again, understand that you don't have to do everything or go 120,000% to see progress. It's much more often about consistency, right? So minimum effective dose is one thing. It's important. It's relevant. It's used very frequently. Um, it's a good thing. But we often see people not necessarily choosing the minimum effective dose, but taking it a little step farther and just choosing straight up minimum effort of like, what's the absolute least I can do here and still scrape by? Now, these might kind of sound like the same thing because they kind of are, right? We're looking to have the smallest input for the same output. But here's where I think it gets a little bit different. If I have two clients, a high achieving client and then a client who's, let's just say, not high achieving, and I tell them, hey, we're going to be employing the least amount of effort for the maximal amount of results. The high achieving client, when I tell them that, they are hearing and focusing on and prioritizing the outcome. They are hearing that. They are prioritizing the results. They are on board with the protocols because they want the results. When I tell that same thing to a not so high achieving client, all they hear and all they care about is the low effort. They don't really think about the results. They just think about how they want to put in the least amount of effort. Now, let's bring this back to trade-offs. Just like you can choose whether or not you want to do something or when you want to do it, you can also choose when you do said thing, how well are you going to do it? How much effort are you going to put forth? How hard are you going to work? Okay, that's where this becomes a trade-off. Are you going to go to the gym right now and do your cardio, but walk at a super slow pace or do the training session, but like not actually even push any of your reps, not actually push any of the weight, 
totally disregard the RPE scale or the RIR scale that your coach gave you? Like, are you just going in to tick boxes? Are you writing a paper that will just let you pass the course? Like, what's your true intention heading into whatever the decision is, right? And again, if we go back to that disclaimer that I said at the beginning of the episode, you can totally go to the gym and just kind of walk your way through the workout and then call it a day. You can do that because you're a grown adult. And if you are the type of person who doesn't care to be the high achiever, then go right ahead, right? And take the L on that workout, get it done for the sake of doing it, but don't actually push yourself. You can do that. But again, you're making a trade-off. So step number one of that decision-making process, identify the type of trade-off. Are you deciding, you know, what kind of bang for your buck are you getting? The effort versus the payoff here. But number two is to get specific on that trade-off. And so typically this is a pretty easy one to break down because if you choose to push yourself during the workout, the trade-off is comfort and relaxation. If you are choosing to not push yourself and instead to just kind of float through the workout, then the trade-off there is progress. So instead of thinking, should I push myself or should I just like accept that I showed up and kind of, you know, cut myself some slack there, No, don't glamorize the decision. Don't make excuses for yourself. Don't romanticize the decision. Just ask yourself, do I want comfort right now or do I want progress? And then make your decision from there. So sorry if this episode wasn't the most exciting or the most glamorous type of episode. Sorry if I didn't just make you feel so in love with fitness or so enlightened with, you know, nutrition science or training principles. But I do think like at the end of the day, 95% of a fitness journey is just like following through with commitments you make to yourself. It's not always going to be super glamorous. It's not always going to be super exciting. Most of the time, it's just about like continuing on and doing the boring stuff, and sticking through even when you don't feel like it. And so I think that this can be a helpful strategy to kind of take out the feelings of it so much, and instead of always waiting to be motivated or waiting to feel excited again, we just look at things for what they are, which is a trade-off. You are choosing one thing over another always, and empowering ourselves to be okay with whatever we decide, and understanding that you know, you will reap the benefits of the work that you put in. So if you're not seeing benefits, it's probably because either the work is not being put in or the correct work is not being put in. And so maybe there's an issue there with like, you know, what we're doing as opposed to just how we're doing it. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that this makes you feel um, empowered and capable of making decisions that align with your goals because guess what? That's the only way we're going to reach those goals. But um, yeah, I hope this was a helpful podcast episode for you. If you have any comments, any questions about it, I'd love to hear from you. I always appreciate hearing feedback from people who listen to the podcast. So you can always find my email and my Instagram linked in the show notes. But that's all I've got for you. So I hope you have an awesome one and I will chat with you later. 